Okay, so we are finishing this series, uh, which is called What Lies Beneath, in which we're talking about conflict. I'm sure everyone here listened to the podcasted version that I released last week, and I know that uh, Sydney especially took notes and everything, and that's cool, and I appreciate that. But um, so far in this series, we have talked about... We have, we have talked about uh, conflict against authority and against bosses, teachers, yeah. principals, things like that, against um, just any kind of authority you have and how even though it seems unfair, it is on us to do our best and it is on us to not be the cause of conflict. It is on us to seek peace, even though that kind of sucks, but especially with authority so that we can learn from that, so that we can grow from that, so we don't get messed up by that. Um, we talked about conflict with friends and how at, every time, at times throughout your life, you're going to be in conflict with friends because you're around each other a lot. You're going to argue. Sometimes it's over stupid stuff. Sometimes it's because they cheat at Mario Party or Madden and it sucks. But sometimes it's over legit stuff. And in those cases, it's okay to cut ties with a friend, but you do not do it in a hateful way. So you're not going to spread stuff around about them. You're not going to constantly become their enemy. You're just going to cut ties and be like, hey, we're not friends anymore, that type of thing. We talked about conflict with family, which is a big one because uh, parents are always telling you what to do and always saying, hey, do this and, and do your chores and study and you should do this better. And sometimes it's really confusing because they want you to be really mature sometimes and sometimes they want you to just be a kid because uh, they don't care about your opinion and that can be really tough to deal with. But again, this is where we're supposed to honor them, not by agreeing with everything they say, not by thinking they're perfect because they're not. But by understanding that you're in this position where they are still your authority and you're trying to do your best to not be the cause. And if something legit bothers you or something is, some, is always like, man, this just isn't fair, take time, not right after you've had an argument or not right after you've gotten in trouble, but take time to kind of talk calmly about it and say, hey, you know what? Uh, can we just talk for a second and start talking to them? And maybe it's about curfew or maybe it's about uh, what you're allowed to do or whatever it is, but talk calmly and come up with legit reasons, like actual reasons for why uh, for, to support your case. Because what happens sometimes is we get really excited and really angry and really upset and it's like, I deserve this. And so we come in hot and it's like, hey, you know, it's not fair. This person over here gets to do this and all my friends, blah, blah, blah. And what they hear is just you acting like a kid. But if you come to them and you're like, um, so I just want to talk and I, I wanted to take this opportunity. You don't have to talk like that, but just kind of, hey, I wanted to talk and this is how I've been feeling. I feel like uh, I'm mature enough to do this and this is what I can do with it or this is what I have done. This is how uh, I've grown. This is what I'm going to do. All these different things. And then they're going to see, they may not agree with you, but they're going to be like, wow, okay, you're actually coming at me like an adult. And that's important. And that starts to build the relationship. And that's part of conflict is uh, starting to build it so that it will go away eventually or so it will get better eventually. Sometimes it's not right away. Um, the other thing with that is if you're ever in a situation with abuse, that's not a conflict that is ever on you. Any kind of abuse in any of these situations. And you should always talk to someone. Uh, you should always be willing to share if you're in that situation. And you're going to have to trust people. You're going to have to believe that you're worth it. Because I promise you, if you're in uh, any kind of abusive scenario, any kind of abusive situation, regardless of what level, regardless of where it is, that's wrong. And so um, the people, the adults here will, are willing to listen. I'm willing to listen. Uh, we will do what we can. We will help. If you know someone who is in an abusive situation, that also is not a conflict that is their fault. It's not something they should have to deal with or go through. It's something that sucks and should be stopped. Um, we're going to end this series with conflict with God. And so by that, I mean, don't I don't necessarily mean like arguing with God, but I mean when you're unhappy with what your life is like, or you're unhappy with God, or something happens that's unfair. And so I want to read from Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. Uh, 
Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people out of, of Israel out of Egypt? So basically, this is when you've all probably heard this story at some point where um, the Israels are, Israelites are slaves in Egypt. And Moses is going in. He's just talked to the burning bush. And God has called him and said, hey, I want you to go do this. I, want, I have a plan for you. I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to go with you. I want you to go and free them. Moses said no. Actually, he said, I can't do it. Like, why me? Why not send someone else? So he doesn't believe in himself. That's one of the reasons for our conflict with God is we don't think we're good enough. We don't think we're worthy. We don't think that we can do it. Um, I obviously preach all of the time now. And so uh, it's something that I've come to terms with that is going to happen. And I actually like it uh, for the most part. But when I first started in ministry, I said no every time I was asked to speak, uh, and in youth, like I said no every time I was asked to speak or teach because I just did not think I could do it. I didn't think I was good enough. I thought other people could talk better, other people uh, made more sense, other people were funnier, all of these things. And so it's not that I necessarily don't think that now, but I've started to understand that I have to trust God for that. And so one of the things, we talked about this in confirmation, but sometimes people will say, and it's wrong, but sometimes people will say, uh, God gives the biggest battles to his toughest soldiers or some version of that. That's not true. Like, that's not how that works. Everybody faces different levels of things. Everybody faces things. What he does, though, is he equips you to deal with whatever it is you face. And so he'll help you. Uh, and he'll help you through it, and he'll help you to deal with it, and so I trust him and continue to trust him, and every time I go up on a Sunday morning especially, like I'm praying hardcore before I go up there, uh, but I know that I, I, I have, God has proven himself to me, which he doesn't have to, but he's proven over the course of my life, like he has a plan for me, and I trust that, and I believe that. Um, for some of us, it takes a while to believe that, and again, it's not saying I don't believe God is good, but it's saying I have to come to terms with the fact that God has a plan for me. And that's kind of a different thing. And so that's part of conflict. And that's where Moses is. Moses is not saying, God, you can't do this because he believes he can. Uh, he knows that he's all powerful. He trusts him. He worships him. He's not saying, God, you're making the wrong decision here. He's saying, I suck. And I don't think I can do this. They need somebody better. Now, that comes out if you're looking from the outside, like, wait, why would God choose somebody who sucks? And Moses isn't thinking at it like that, because when we are in this situation, we're not thinking of it like that, but that's how it comes out, and that's why we have to pay attention. And so Moses is just not feeling worthy. And so we're going to the next part. Uh, God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who sent you. Uh, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God in this very mountain. So he gives him signs. He gives him the answers. I'm looking up a quote. He gives him the answers. He tells him exactly what to do. Uh, he tells him exactly what he's going to do. He goes with him. He gives him all of these um, miracles to do. And he says all of this stuff. And then he still is saying, Moses, I understand that you don't feel worthy. I understand you murdered somebody. And I understand you've messed up. Yeah, he did. He legit murdered somebody. I understand that you have an anger problem. And I understand that you are not perfect. But I see something in you. And I know you can improve from that. I know you can grow from that. And so you have to trust me. And so Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? So now he's going from, he still doesn't believe in himself, but now he's saying, hey, so this is on everybody else. And so a lot of times you'll hear a lot of reasons for why people don't go to church or why people don't turn to Christ or why people don't believe in God. Like you hear a lot of reasons. And most of the time they're external reasons. Like it's because of society or it's because of sports or it's because of Rob or it's because of whatever. It's never because of Rob, I'm joking. But it's because of this. It's because of that. And they're like, this is why. And so... 
the truth is, a lot of the times, it's because Christians can come off at times kind of judgy and angry and hateful. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of times, some of the judgiest and angriest people are in churches. And a lot of times, it's because the intent is we have the truth, we have the answers, it's so important, and it just comes out so excited. Like when you're arguing with your parents, like you know exactly what you want to say, it just doesn't come out right. Uh, and this isn't to say the church is always to blame because it's not, but it's to say that sometimes it's on us why people turn away because it's like, man, they've made this bad decision, but we didn't help them. We didn't show them Jesus. We didn't show them love. We didn't show them truth. And so Moses right here is like, they're not going to believe. And God, I know, is thinking, well, I assume is thinking, you got to show them how to believe. Like, you've got to be an example here. And that's what he's saying. And part of the conflict, again, is sometimes we conflict with God because we don't want to do the work. Like, we want things to be kind of easy. We want to ask for what we want to ask for. We want to pray. We want our lives to be okay. We don't mind having trouble sometimes, but we want to get through it. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want things to be successful. When something's really hard or we have to really push ourselves, sometimes it's like, well, I can't do this. Or if somebody is going to take time to talk to, or we really have to work to, to deal with someone, it's like, I don't really want to mess with this. Like, this person is just awful. Don't you understand? And God here to Moses is saying, hey, part of conflict is understanding that you have to do your best. And you may not be perfect. You're not going to be. And you may mess up sometimes, but you have to apologize and do better. And so it's understanding that God has your best interest at heart. The quote I wanted to say, and again, I said this in confirmation, God doesn't give us what we can handle. He helps us handle what we've been given. So like in terms of conflict, we often think about things like that. It's like, man, I just have too much to handle. God's going to help you. Like anytime he wants you to love somebody that's hard to love, he's going to give you that love. Anytime he wants you to be an example of like what's right, like he's going to help you be that example. That's the cool thing. But with conflict, we don't see things like that. When we're upset, when we're doubting, when we're angry, it's like we don't see things like that. We're just like, this isn't fair or I'm not good enough or whatever. We're going to wrap this part up. Uh, God replied to Moses... I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name. My name remember to remember for all generations. So I say that because God is eternal. And so uh, we could get into what that means and we could get into all of the stuff that goes with that. The theology, we're not going to. But God is eternal. God has always been. God always will be. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like, God is perfect, and he knows everything, and he loves everyone. And so all of that is important. So anytime, this is a difficult one, because anytime we're in conflict with authority, there are absolutely times where the authority is wrong. Like, the teacher is wrong and has the wrong idea, or the cop shouldn't have pulled you over, or uh, your boss, or the parents at refing, like, they're in the, in the wrong. And like you know you're right and that sucks and it sucks to really like try to be your best when you know the other person is wrong. With friends, obviously, there's going to be times where you're wrong, there's going to be times where they're wrong. And it's like we kind of deal with that because it's on an even playing field. With family, again, this is kind of like authority where it really sucks because sometimes they're wrong and you know it but you can't really do anything about it. The tough thing about conflict with God is he's always right. And so he always knows what's best, and that's really hard. And most of the time we know that, but sometimes it's like, well, why did this person have to die when this person is still alive? Like, this just is not fair. Why does this person struggle with depression and this person is rich? Like, why does this person do this and this person do that? And why does this person never pay for their sins and this person gets everything they want? And like, why, why, why? 
we don't know. It's free will. Free will is the big answer, and that's always going to be the big answer. But knowing that there's a plan, knowing that even with free will, God is in control, that's something that helps us with the conflict. Um, the other thing that kind of can lead to conflict with God is anger. And so uh, I don't have the scripture for this in front of me, but I'm going to talk about Jonah. And so Jonah and the whale, you guys know this story. The reason he got eaten by a whale or a great fish is because he ran away from what he was called to do. And he was called to preach to the people of Nineveh. He hated the people of Nineveh because they were bad people. It's kind of like um, if you were called to preach to the people at Purdue or something. Like he doesn't want them to sugar. I'm just, I'm not joking, but I'm kind of joking. But he's like, you're called, you're called to do this. And he's like, they don't deserve forgiveness. He's angry because he doesn't think they deserve forgiveness, which is kind of the opposite of Moses because he's saying I'm better than them. And that's wrong, obviously. And so he runs away because he doesn't want to do it. It's not because he's scared. It's not because he doesn't believe in himself. It's because he thinks other people are not good enough. And so God comes to him and he's like, hey, I want you to do this. And he gets out of the fish and he saves them and he goes and talks to them and they get saved. They literally get saved. They turn their lives around. These evil people turn their lives around. And most people, even people who were upset at the beginning, would be like, wow, God really worked here. Jonah got angrier. And he got angry because he did not think they deserved what was happening. He didn't think they had deserved that chance. That is an awful way to be, but sometimes we are angry at God. And sometimes we're angry because we've lost someone we care about or because we're in a situation that is just patently unfair or because things just really suck. And it's really easy to be angry with God. Um, and so in those times, we just we want to yell and we want to do this and we just don't see the point. Uh, that's very hard. But it's similar to when we have times of doubt. We have to take that and be like, okay, so is God actually using me as a dartboard? Like, or is he here? Is he going to help me through that? And the answer is always, he's going to help you through it. He's not causing things to happen to you. Like there's never going to be a situation where you or anyone in the world does something that causes God to do something bad to them just to prove a point. That's not how he works. He works with free will and he works with love and he works with hope. Absolutely people pay consequences, but there are eternal consequences for things. And he makes himself known, but in different ways. Um, but it's hard to understand that when we're in the, amidst, in the midst of anger. So for Jonah, I would love to say that he turned his life around, but it doesn't seem like he did. He just kept getting angrier and angrier. When we are angry, whether it's at God or ourselves or authority or friends or whatever, that only hurts us. Like it's never going to change things. It's never going to make things better. It's never going to help things. It's just going to hurt us. And we're going to wake up angry and we're going to go to bed angry. And that person or thing or whatever is going to live in our heads and it's going to control how we act. But if we can let things go, and this doesn't mean that everything that happens to you is okay, because it's not. But if you let things go and forgive, that's how you move forward. And so with God, you stop and you're like, okay, I know in my heart that he's actually not just out to get me. So I know that there has to be something I can learn here. Uh, as I've said, I struggle really bad with depression and anxiety. And some days it's really, really bad. Some days it seems like it's okay because I'm very good at being okay. But it's really, really bad. And I don't want to wake up or I don't want to be here or I don't want to do this or I don't want to be around people or whatever it is. And it sucks. And I'm never going to be like, I'm so glad that I feel like this. But I am old enough and through enough to be able to look to God and be like, okay, this isn't you punishing me. This isn't you hating me. This isn't something that... Uh, is just for me. This is something that I can understand and help other people with. And so again, it sucks for me sometimes, but I'm able to talk to other people about it. So whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're angry about, whatever it is you're upset with, whatever it is that feels unfair, there's something there too to help you. And so it's not that God's doing it just so you can help other people, but it's something that you can take from it. And then God will help you through it and he will have 
uh, a way to get through it because you're never always going to be down. You're never always going to have bad. There's always going to be good. There's always hope that follows the storm. There's always good that comes out of bad if you keep going forward and keep trying. And so this whole series has been about that. The fact that conflict sucks and it's hard and sometimes it's on us and sometimes it's on other people and sometimes it's unfair, but it happens. It's a part of life. But we can do better. And even though we're not perfect, and even though there are going to be times that we argue when we shouldn't, even though there are going to be times where we're wrong, and even though there are going to be times where everything's unfair, we can still do better, and we can try to be the bigger person. We can try to be the better person. We can try to be the example. And we can look for solutions in a world that often doesn't. And so we can look for solutions, try to find the way to bring peace, try to find the way to see God. And all of those things help with all of this, including conflict with self, which is what I talked about last week. Uh, and it all comes down to this. The what lies beneath thing is there's always a reason for conflict. Sometimes there's a lot of reasons for conflict. And we have to look to those reasons, whatever they are, whether it's anger, doubt, hurt, whatever it is, and start there by looking to the reasons, looking to why we're upset, looking to why we're in conflict, looking to why we don't trust whoever, and then going from there, like figuring if there's a way forward. And if there's a way forward, then we try to find it. If it's a relationship we have to cut, and again, this doesn't really apply to a lot of them, but if it's a relationship we have to cut, we do it. But we go forward in love and hope. With God, we just keep trusting Him and keep giving ourselves to Him and talk to Him too. Like He knows that you're not going to be happy with everything that happens, but talk to Him and be like, hey, Help me to see a reason for this and just keep trying and keep trying and keep trying because he will always be there to help you. And so that's what it all comes down to is with conflict, with life, just keep doing your best to be the best that you can be. And that's all I got.